Welcome to episode five of The Player and the Journalist with Jillian Riley and David Vick. We have our first guest ever today. She's an All-American midfielder at Drexel, and she is returning for another season in 2022. Her name is Carson Harris. Carson, how's it going? Hi, good. <laughs> Happy to be here. I'm really excited. Awesome. Jillian and I are super excited to talk lacrosse with you. We have a lot of good stuff to talk about. So I'm going to ask the first question and I'm going to test your memory a little bit. Okay. So I hope you get this right. Okay. It's a, it's a tough question, but it's not too hard. I don't think. Are you ready? Right. I'm ready. I have a horrible memory. So this is going to be <laughs> oh, Okay. I wish you the best of luck. Okay. So I was going over your profile in preparation for this podcast and you have started every single game in your first four years at Drexel, except for one. Yeah. For your starter, super impressive. Do you know which game you did not start? Yes, it was my, I can't remember if it was, I think it was sophomore year. We played Monmouth and I was out because I had Achilles tendonitis and I was in a boot for just one game and it was Monmouth and we won. I think, I, I don't remember the score, but I know we won. Um, but yeah, I couldn't play because I had a boot on my left foot because of Achilles tendonitis. That's an easy one. I'll remember games I don't play. <laughs> oh, okay. Well, next time I'm going to have to hit you with a much harder one. I feel I feel bad now. That was too easy. No. Jillian, okay. she should have came up with something better. You know, uh, she's smarter <laughs> than me. I don't know what to say. So. <laughs> no, that's good. But I agree with Carson. I mean, you remember those games that you don't get to play in. So Especially because it was my only one not started. Like, it's just there. Oh, so annoying. <laughs> But hey, at least you got to wear a boot. I think those look cool personally. You know, they're not nice little temporary, you know, accessories. So conversation starter. There you go. All right, Jillian, ask away. Sure. So obviously you guys, um, you know, are going through a change with your coaching staff. So we just wanted to sort of get your opinion on that and, and just tell us how excited you are about the fall and sort of what you guys have to expect this year with the 2022 squad. Yeah. I mean, obviously we love Jill. We love that coaching staff. Um, they were amazing. They got us where we are, but I think we're super excited to have Kim, um, coach Kim, coach Guido and coach KO with us They're They've all taught at such a high level um, that I think we're just excited to be able to bring it to this high level. We've gotten ourselves here to, a, to being a team that competes with people that are top 20 programs. Um, and all of these coaches have been there before and know exactly what that feels like. And we're really excited to work with them to get us consistently playing in that top 20 level. Um, this fall is going to be tough. She's going to put us to work, but it's going to be a fun fall. I'm very excited. It starts tomorrow. That's awesome. That's very exciting. Um, another follow-up question I had was, I mean, was the adjustment for you guys hard at all, you know, coming off of your one of the best seasons that you guys have had and then sort of entering into this new stage with the new coaching staff while also, you know, welcoming in, a new freshman class was was the adjustment hard there or do you guys think that you know you sort of transitioned into um or underneath new leadership pretty well I think so far it's been taken in stride now we haven't started practice yet so I can't entirely answer that question um but at least for me and all of the fifth years coming back we've this is our third coaching staff in five years um, my freshman year we were all recruited by a different coach so it's nothing that we haven't seen before, um, at least for my grade. And as like leaders on the team, it's kind of been easier to get the younger guys okay and calm down just because this is something that we've seen before and it worked out really well for us last time. So it's easy to be optimistic this time also. Um, so I can answer that better after we've started practice, but so far everyone seems excited. That's awesome. Glad to hear awesome. it. 
if I may jump in here. Um, so you talked about your new coaching staff and that you haven't had a practice yet. Do you sense that there will be any change in, pl- in style of play? Because obviously your head coach is coming from Stony Brook. And I'll just say it, they have a reputation for being very physical. <laughs> and I'll just leave it at that. So do you think there will be a different style of play or how do you, how do you expect that to go? Um, I think the only thing, I don't know exactly about the aggressiveness. We don't, she's not coming into a team that's super aggressive. We have never really been and played that style. Um, I know personally, it's not entirely my style. So I don't know if she'll be able to convert into that, that part of it. But I do think that we've always been a gritty team. Um, but I think what she's going to add is the speed. We have always been good but our stick skills have never been perfect we've never had the speed that you can watch these top like programs have and I think this year is what that's what she's going to bring that's what we're most excited about is just moving the ball quickly catching every ball that's thrown at you just like simple stick skills and also just the speed of the game I think is the most important thing that we'll play and watching Stony Brook like you can see that as well they're so fast in the way they move the ball Um, and their lacrosse IQ is so good and their stick skills are so good that that part it just comes naturally Um, so I think that's what we're looking forward to the most is just honing in on our stick skills and moving the ball quickly. Awesome. Well, Hey, that'll do great things for your program, you know? So (laughs) yeah, super excited to see it. Yeah. Um, my next question for you, obviously fifth year to fifth year here, I know I'm sure there's, there's a a bunch of reasons why you decided to come back, but if you had to pick, you know, maybe one or two main reasons, like why did you choose to come back and, and pursue your fifth year and why Drexel again? Um, well, for sure. It was just, which kind of answers both questions. It was that it was the girls, like it was the team. I think they're so amazing. And if there was even a doubt in my mind that I was going to come back and not have a good time and not like love the team as much as I have, then I wouldn't have come back. Um, and that's just, I have, I'm going to PT school after this. Like I have other things to do. So I kind of put it all on hold, which I was more than happy to do just because of the team. And because I feel like this team deserves a championship and I, wanted to give like the very best opportunity for that. And all of the fifth years are coming, like me, Lucy, Colleen, Claire, Zoe, we're all returning. And I think there, that was a really special group to do this with. And so honestly, that's my biggest reason. It's just, we all texted each other. When we were given the opportunity, we were like all texting, are you coming back? Are you coming back? Are we doing this together? Like what's going on? And I think like, it was just a group decision that we couldn't leave. Um, on that note, we, we had to come back and we had to do something that we hadn't done before. So I think, unfinished business as well as just the love for this team Mm -hmm. for sure yeah that's awesome I can definitely relate to that with my story Uh, a little different being that we were the you know the senior with COVID year and you know our last season was cut short but um, definitely agree with the the group of people and it really is the people that you're around and those relationships that you build um, both on and off the field that you know, ties you to a program, ties you to the school, you know, because at, at the end of the day, like lacrosse is, is great, but, and it's all of our passions, but I think it's those bonds that you create, you know, that sort of last forever. So that's really yeah. cool. That's why I never even considered, I was like, I can't go anywhere else for my fifth year. I wasn't, I wasn't going to like, I love lacrosse, but it, it was the girls that kept me here. I was like, I could, could not play lacrosse another year, but I, I have to stay for these girls. So that's, that's what awesome. kept me at Drexel. That's awesome. So I was, I wanted to ask you about that. You have so many players returning. I've posted about this on the lacrosse extras Instagram probably twice now. It is (laughs) super exciting from afar because you are coming off such a phenomenal season. So many firsts, the most wins in program history as well. And you have all these players coming back. 
how how does that impact your viewpoint for 2022 and your expectations? Oh, well, I think going in, our expectations are high for sure with that because we Love have so many hear it. because we have so many returners going in. Like we are walking in with nothing but a CAA championship in our mind. We have nothing but um, NCAA games in our head. Like that is kind of the expectation because we are returning so many people that there really is no excuse to then to get back there because we have an amazing, amazing coaching staff. Like we have an amazing group of girls to play lacrosse. And I think, so the expectation is for sure, let's go win a CAA championship. Um, and there's so much confidence and belief in that. That's just through the wall. Un- unbelievable. Um, but I think it also really helps because we have such a solid core group of people coming back. Like we did lose some starters, um, but we have, people to fill their shoes. And it's just really nice because you have that core group of people that even when the other people that have maybe haven't started before come in, like there's room to make mistakes because there's so many people in the field that have done it before. Um, that it's kind of just really comforting knowing that no one out there should be stressed. Like we've all handled all of these situations before at some point. So every game we play, it's last season was so new. Everything we did was so new. Like every top 20 opponent we played, every postseason game we played like it was all so new um and coming back it's really exciting because all of those people have done it before so there's a lot less nerves and a lot more excitement I think going into this year that's awesome I'm sure Jillian can touch on that too based on BC you know year after year they they kept getting there and it was just like we've been here before we can do this again kind of thing so it, it's super exciting to hear you just outright say this is our expectation this is what we want because obviously different programs handle it differently. And some people like to shy away from the expectations and just kind of say, we're just focused. Obviously you're focused on one game at a time, but you know what the end goal is. So that is super exciting for me, even as a fan, just to know like this team, they're playing with a purpose. They're playing with an end goal in mind. And so that is just, that's super exciting. Yeah, no, I think there's no shying away. I think we all want it so bad that it's just <laughs> something we're literally just going to tackle head on because that's all we want. <laughs> yeah, that's awesome. And and I think, you know, for you guys, and you've talked about how you have a bunch of fifth years returning. So I think you guys are going to be able to bring that experience and sort of help this new coaching staff, staff sort of set those expectations, um, which is really cool for you guys, you know, to sort of lead the charge. But um, on a different note, I think, for you, you know, this is ultimately your last season too. And, and you know that when you decide to come take your fifth year, do you have, you know, any aspects of your game that, that you're looking to focus on this upcoming season? You know, obviously you want to, you want to clinch that championship for your team, but are there any, you know, sort of individual goals that you have set for yourself? Um, yeah. So I have already <laughs> far exceeded anything I expected of myself coming into college. Um, I, I, I've, Last season was I pinched myself every day because I was like, "There's no way this is happening." And baller, um, okay. I'm just- <laughs> Jill and I had a conversation um, my sophomore year. Where she sat me down and she was like, "You're going to be an All-American," and I literally laughed in her face. I was like, "Yeah, okay, funny joke." Like that's never happening. Um, and so, like last season, everything that happened was l- magic. Um, but I think so. Coming back this season, I have. I have very high expectations of myself also. Um, I think if I did it last year in my head, there's no reason for me to not be able to do it again. Um, So I think I always tell myself, like, I want everything to get one better. 
So like every goal I scored, I want to score one more. Every assist I had, I want to set one more assist. Like every draw control, I want at least one more. Like every season I've been trying to just like get all of those numbers up um, from the year before. So obviously like coming into it, I want, I want all of that. Um, but I think my biggest goal this year is because I did, I got the individual accolades, like that happened. Um, and it was amazing. And I think this year, my biggest goal is to just become like a better player. I think I, um, I just want to be more diverse. I want to be more dynamic. And I think that's going into it is my biggest thing is the awards are amazing and they were so much fun. Um, but this season, I really just want to go into it and have an amazing time and maybe become a power shooter. Like maybe I'll shoot from the eight. Maybe I won't. Like I, <laughs> I just want to do things um, that I haven't done before and grow as a player in my last year, because there really isn't any pressure. I kind of am going into it with the mindset to have fun. So I think I've taken the pressure off of myself because I did, was successful last year. And so now I just kind of want to go out there and have fun and grow. Honestly. That's awesome that you say that too, because I feel like most of the time when, you know, people are trying to grow their game or set new goals and, and reach them, I think people put so much stress like on those specific goals and, and on those like specific stat goals. And I think that's where, you know, people tend to fall short is because they're stressing so much about, uh, like one specific thing that the other areas of their game fall short or, you know, they're, they're sort of like just zoned in on, you know, for attackers, like zoned in on a specific shot or a specific dodge. And then the rest right. of their game, you know, it's sort of, it sort of just, just falls short there. So I think it's really cool that you say that you're trying to take the stress off of that and just sort of have fun. And, you know, I think that's really cool. I think, I think another big part of it too is confidence and, and your story is cool because I love how you say that you sort of laughed at the coach and she said that you're going to be an all American. And I, cause I think that, you know, that's, that's part of it too, is just having the confidence. And once you sort of did start to get those stats and accolades under your belt, then I think it's easy to just sort of run with it from there. And then you have the confidence. And so I think, you know, I always told my younger teammates that confidence is like 75% of it, because if you're focusing so much on, on the skill or stressing about, you know, playing time, that's where I think people just sort of start to get in their own head. So I'd really admire you for that. And I'm excited to watch you this season. Thank you. I'm excited. I'm really excited to play. I'm can't wait so um from what i am hearing it sounds like you are about to be really dangerous this season if you're stress-free <laughs> coming off the best season of your life you are a second team all-american might be going up to first team even though i won't even get started on the first team all-american rankings i feel like there are too many um like no offense jillian because you know i love boston college obviously but i feel like there are so many north carolina players boston college players Maryland players, I feel like it needs a little more diversity. So hopefully you make that list, but no pressure, no pressure. We're just, hey, just put on a show. I think <laughs> last season, I, you started the season with seven goals. Is that correct? In the season opener? I don't or was remember. That your that, season now that's high? testing my memory. I don't know about that one. <laughs> or do you know, maybe that was your season high. It was seven or eight goals. Season, I, I scored seven against Towson. I know that was my season high. I don't okay, remember how many I started out the season with, but that could be what you're remembering. Okay. Yeah. So about your shooting, I wanted to ask you about this. So your shooting has been above 50% the past three seasons. It dipped a little bit this past season from your junior year and sophomore year, but still 50%, half your shots go in. That's pretty good to me. So <laughs> um, what are your um, expectations in terms of that? Obviously you're coming back for another season. So are you going to be taking more shots? What do you, what do you think about that? So, yeah, I think last season they dipped because 
So I have always been a very in tight, very upright, shoot from the, like on when I'm once I'm on top of the crease kind of player. Um, and last season, I kind of started to branch out. I kind of started to push my envelope a little bit. I started taking shots earlier. Um, I started shooting right out of my dodge, which was all kind of new for me. That was part of the growing process that I was doing. Um, and so I think my expectations for myself, that number should go up. I think that I, I want to start taking a, not crazier shots. That's not the right word. Um, but like more dynamic shots. I want to take a shot and people be on like not expected from me. I think that people, when they scout me, they're, she's going to dodge. She's going to run. She's going to shoot. It's very like, um, black and white and I've still works sometimes, but I'd like to do a little bit more unexpected this year, um, when it comes to shooting. So hopefully that number will go up or stay down, but with the unexpected also comes maybe some more misses. Um, so we'll have to see, but I do, um, I think that making your shots is very important. Obviously, I think that taking shots that you are more, you should be confident in every shot you take, I think. And Facts. when you take a shot and you're not confident is, you know, you're going to miss it. And I try to like limit those as much as I can. Um, because at that, when you take a shot and you're like, Oh, that wasn't a good idea. I don't like those because they make me feel bad and I hate them. So, um, really just overall my shooting, I think I try to be as most, the most confident person I can be when I'm taking a shot. Um, so expect to see a little bit more fun shots for me this year, maybe. Um, but we'll have to see. Awesome. Okay. So before, if Jillian has any more questions, I have to ask you one more question about the shooting. So for me personally, obviously whenever there's a BTB, every Instagram account in the world posts about it. But for right. me personally, I think a backhand is more impressive. I don't know if, I don't know what it is. I just feel like a backhand is more impressive as a shooter. Which do you think is more impressive and which is harder the backhand or the BTB? Hmm. Well, you're talking to a person who has never done either in a game. So I'm not <laughs> sure that I have much to much say on the topic. Um, but I personally think that hmm, I personally think that a BTB would be more difficult um, only because I think that's a harder situation to read than a backhanded shot. I think a backhanded shot, like you're back to the goal. What else are you going to do? It's like a, I feel like that's more natural um, to do, at least for me. Whereas like a BTB is, you kind of have to read like, okay, is there a person on my back? Is there a person coming in front of me? And then it's, a, I feel like it's a little bit easier for the goalie to track your stick um, in a BTB because you are more upright versus like in a backhanded shot, you could be like more down low and there could be defenders in their way or whatever. So I think, personally uh behind the back maybe more challenging um but i'll let you know when i when i try them this year if i if i change my answer jillian do you have any thoughts on that obviously you played with some superstar attackers you know they do some crazy crap you know <laughs> yeah i was gonna say i mean i think the fact that btbs are posted more is just because they might like look cooler you know there's a lot of like falling down btbs or like there's just the space that opens up and like you said like it's it's harder for a goalie to sometimes read behind the back shots and nowadays everybody can slow-mo everything and so that's that's my thought there i think that people just with all the editing tools and slow-mo and a lot of the accounts think, you know, a lot of people just love to see that sort of action, especially in the women's game, because I think those are just, those highlights are becoming more and more common, which is awesome. Um, but I just think that, you know, especially the lacrosse accounts who are trying to spread more of the women's, more highlights of the women's game. I think that's just sort of the exclamation there, but I would agree. I, I, I would think that BTB would be 
more challenging in a game only become because it's not as natural. I think your point that you just made, Carson, I think, you know, there's a time and a place for it. And obviously if the opportunity presents itself, it's an attackers, you know, they have just have a field day with it. So, but I think it's really cool. And um, I would have to agree that I think BTV definitely would be more difficult. But both, I'm talking as a defender, both would probably be difficult for me if I tried either in a game. So I had like one scoring opportunity one last season and and I missed and it was just a regular shot. So, but I'll just, I'll just end there. Hey, at least you got the shot off. That's all that yeah. matters. <laughs> True. True. <laughs> okay, so I have two more questions for you. One, I'm a huge fan of Corinne Bednarik. Did I say her name correctly? Yes. Okay, Corinne, I'm yeah. a huge fan of her. I think it was the game against Temple when she drove around from X and she took the stick to the draw and she just kept going like, Mm -hmm. oh my gosh, it was crazy. (laughs) She just kept going. And then she scored. I was like, I love this person. Like she, she didn't complain or anything. We live in the day and age where a lot of people complain right away. She just kept going. She just, it was Uh, crazy. So can you talk about her? Yes. Oh my God. I could talk about her for how much time we got because I (laughs) love her so much. I think that she is is like a mini me, but 10 times better than I was when I was a sophomore. Um, she is amazing and she works so, so hard. Um, and she, she deserves everything she gets and so much more, um, our offense, she helps our offense so much because you don't have just one, you don't have two, we don't have three, like we have four attackers, um, slash midfielders who can score. And I think she's fought her way right into that, made it a quadruple instead of a trio. I think she has fought her way right in there. Um, and she's amazing. And she's a right-handed player. And if you'd watch her, you would have absolutely no idea she's a right-handed player because she showed up to college and Jill decided she was left-handed and she's been left-handed ever since. She plays on the left crease. She plays on the left side. Like she has used her left hand more than anybody else I've ever seen. Um, probably more than me in, in all my career. She's probably already used her left hand more than I ever have. Um, but now I, she is amazing. She's, I could just talk about her forever she's awesome um and she's amazing to play with she's so much fun and on the field off the field she's awesome her stick skills are so good she's so fast I just love her so much <laughs> hey that's great to hear hopefully more people will take notice of her talents this year as Drexel you're going to enter the season ranked obviously and if you're not people are crazy but you're going to enter the season ranked 99 chance of that so hopefully more people will take notice of Obviously, Drexel has a program and then the individual players. So I want to touch on something you talked about earlier. Okay, so last season, you made it to the conference championship game. You came up one goal short. I believe it was overtime. Mm-hmm. Okay, and then you made it to the NCAA tournament. And you lost to Rutgers in a competitive game. It was at Stony Brook, actually. So a little foreshadowing there, you know. Yeah, maybe, yeah. You know, so anyways, if you had to choose one, would you rather win the conference championship or an NCAA tournament game this upcoming season? Oh, conference championship, hands down. I would love to win an NCAA game. That would be amazing. I'd love to win the NCAA championship. That'd be amazing. But um, I think a conference game is just because it gives you something to show for all of our hard work. I think at the end of it, if you win an NCAA game, that's amazing. Um, but then to really have something to show, you got to win the second and the third and the fourth, and you got to just keep going mm-hmm. until you win the whole thing. Um, and which I don't think, don't not saying we can't do. But I do think that um, the CAA championship would just be such a cherry on top to everything that we've done because um, when I and when I was my freshman year, it was almost laughable that we'd even make the CAA tournament. So you got to take your you got to take your battles where you can. And so I think even winning a CAA championship would be 
like I was living a dream. So <laughs> that's awesome. And Hey, if you win that, then you're automatically in the NCAA tournament. So, you know, exactly. He says yeah, we can't know. have both. <laughs> there you, hey, you, you got to take everything, everything. Yes, exactly. <laughs> uh, Jillian, so, any final yeah. thoughts? Oh, sorry. Go ahead. Sorry. I just know one. Yeah. One final question I do have just following up on that point. You said practice starts tomorrow. So, you know, this, the, the fall is, is sort of like its own little season. And then everybody goes home for winter break and you come back, you hit the ground running preseason. How do you sort of, you know, like with, with that being one of your end goals to win a CAA conference championship, how do you get the team sort of rallied behind the belief that that's possible? Like what sort of baby steps do you think are necessary to, to take as a team? Oh yeah. Um, I think honestly, to answer your question, like, a lot of them happened last year. Um, we, it took a, a lot to, to really buy into that belief. My freshman and sophomore year, we did, we said we did. Um, but there was also a lot of doubt, I think behind that. And last year, I think we always were stuck in like this little bit of a hump where we'd lose two goal games to big schools. Every time we'd lose two goal games and it just like got so frustrating. I think even last year and the COVID year really um, is where it started. And then it kind of carried through to last year is where the belief we kind of really started to instill it in our younger girls. Um, and as we started to, the younger girls helped a ton because as they started to come in, they started to see us win games. And then that was all they knew. So then they were like, they would go into games like, Oh my God, I hope like, what do we, what does it have? What happens if we lose? And you're like, and you're sitting there in the fifth year who went four and 12 year freshman year, like shut up. Like, you, <laughs> you know, I can tell you what it's like to lose. Um, <laughs> but I think that it took so many baby steps that it took four years to happen. I like, I really do think that it took four years to have us all genuinely buy in and believe. And I think a lot of it came from confidence in our systems, which is kind of unfortunate because we just lost our coaches, but um, it came from like confidence in our systems, confidence in our coaches. Um, and just so much experience. I think that's really what happened. We all got so comfortable on the lacrosse field and getting minutes and playing games that it was so second nature. Like I can tell you last year, if you asked me what I did, I couldn't tell you. I was just out there playing lacrosse the way that I'd done for four years. So I think that um, the belief, I couldn't tell you when it happened or why it happened exactly. I couldn't give you like a baby step, like schedule. Um, but I do think that it took a long time to build. And now that it's here, it's all we wanted to do was create a tradition of winning because that's a, men that's a mentality that you kind of have to establish. And when we came in our freshman year, that hadn't been established. Like law losing was an okay option. Um, and now with these younger girls coming in, like our freshmen now coming in, losing is no longer an okay option. And we've kind of, they, we instilled that in them while they were watching us play last year, you know? So I think that that's what I'm most excited about is that there's not a single person on this team that thinks losing is okay, which is awesome because my freshman year, my sophomore year, that was so far out of question. So I think we've, we've fought hard to get here. Um, and I'm really excited about it. Yeah, no, that's awesome. You guys are definitely on the map now. You've done all the hard work. And so I think you guys have a lot of firepower heading into the season. So I wish you the best of luck. And I'm excited to watch you guys. Thank you so much. Okay, so that was an amazing question, Jillian. I just have one follow-up for that. And then we can wrap up. I love what you're kind of talking, both of you talked about with the, the mindset and changing from, eh, we lost, it's okay. And then it's not okay. We're not going to joke around on the bus ride home if we lose kind of thing. Um, is there a moment when you realize that switch happened? Because 
obviously, I think both of you talked about this at different points, but the the mental part of the game is so important. I, if you believe you can win, then you can win. Like you can be anyone, you can do anything that you set your mind to. So, is there a moment when you realize that, oh, okay, this it's a different culture now? Yeah. So I think um, in when we went, I can't remember when our season got cut short. Cut short. What our record was, but maybe seven and two, but we had lost um, to Hopkins by two. We'd lost those games by two. And I think it was because in the back of our mind, it was okay to lose. Like we'd get really, really close and then it'd be 10, 10. And then it'd just be like, okay, well, we, we made it this far and then we lose and it'd be okay. Cause we made it that far. Um, and then Georgetown this year is where I would say was our pivotal moment because I think it was tied. I want to say it was like tied eight, eight or something going into the second half, um, maybe nine, nine. And we came out and 10 gold them in the second half. And it was a complete turnaround from a team that I'd seen a year ago to three years ago. Like we came out not with so much confidence against a team like Georgetown who had beaten us every single year by enough. And I think that it was, that's when we all kind of sat back and we're like, Hmm, did we just beat Georgetown by 10? Like that, did that just happen? Like we were all so shocked by it. Um, which is kind of funny because I'm talking about belief and then we're all saying, I'm so shocked that we beat Georgetown. But um, I think that was kind of where we, we were like, okay, we made it over the hump because that was a, an opportunity where it was nine, nine, where we could have lost it. Um, I think we were down four to one, even in the beginning of the game. Like that was an opportunity where the old Drexel team would have lost it because we would have been like, Oh, it's Georgetown. That's okay to lose. Um, and instead we were like, no, we're Drexel. We are winning this game. And we came out and played so much better with so much confidence. And I think that just carried through the whole season. I could give you 12 more games that were just like that because um, we were put in situations where it would be okay if we lost it. Uh, Hofstra, our second Hofstra game, that was much later in the season, but um, we went down, I want to say like 13 to 11 or something. Um, and it would have been a moment where we all would have just been like, ah, well, we gave it our best effort. We beat them last time and given up and we, it was just a whole new Drexel team. And I couldn't tell you when it happened, but I think there were so many games like that that you can point to. And I could tell you exactly what would have happened last two years ago. And then to see a different outcome um, was amazing. But I think Georgetown was really the first game that we did that. And we're just so proud of ourselves. And then that gave us so much confidence carrying into the rest of the season. Awesome. That is super exciting to hear. And it's awesome that you're going into your final season with the biggest expectations you've ever had. And, can achieve more than what has been achieved thus far. So that's super exciting for you to end on this type of season. For sure. I'm so excited. I couldn't be luckier to have the fifth year I'm about to walk into. Well, oh. hey, you know what Jillian did in her fifth year? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, people better watch out. Jaxel's coming for him. <laughs> yeah, BC, <laughs> BC better watch out. They, they don't want none of that smoke now. I'm just wondering. Seriously. Seriously, the underdogs, uh, the underdog battle is, is a good one. And I think, you know, it's a good position to be in. You know, there's there's no stress. You guys have nothing to lose and everything to gain. So it's exciting. Yeah. It is. Watch out for the underdog this year. <laughs> there you go. Awesome. Well, thank you so much. Um, you were our first guest. Me and Jillian were super excited to have you. I have been smiling the whole time as I'm sure Jillian has enjoyed this as well. Thank you so much for taking the time to speak with us. I can't wait for people to listen to this and we would love to have you on again sometime to talk more lacrosse, you know, maybe a season of recap, you know? Mm -mm. Yes, of course. Let me know. It was so much fun being here. I'm down anytime.
Awesome. Yeah. And give your dog a hug for, from both of us, Jillian and I, okay? <laughs> I will. She's still asleep. We got lucky. I know. We made it through. No barking. <laughs> <laughs>